Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Welcome to it. Happy Wednesday. Yes, it is a Wednesday here on the block. Thanks for tuning in to the show. I'm Austin. He's Strick, Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran. It is hot, 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 hot outside. That it is, Austin. About to get hot on the block, too. It is very hot. It's hot on the the block. It's a great start. Um, You know, hot in recruiting, uh, hot in the play-in tournament, hot. Mm. It's it's a little bit of hot everywhere, but uh, it's definitely hot in Nebraska, which is lovely for me. Got these shorts on. So I've I've been waiting to pull out these shorts Mm. and just start wearing them and feeling good about the sun just, you know, hitting on my body. I got a good start to it, too. That's why I went in, down into the uh, waters of the Gulf to do that. Yes, sir. And just breed a good light on hopefully no more. Uh, just don't have the schizophrenic stuff happen. I'm, I'm, I just don't want that. You know, where you're like all feeling great about it. The change and the spring is here. And then all of a sudden a blizzard drops on you. In the middle, <laughs> middle of April and May, I don't. I, yeah, I don't want any of that. Take keep that. It's you not going to be that. 80s forever, but as long as it doesn't go back to 40s, I think yeah, we'll survive. I'm okay with 50s and 60s. Stay there. Please do. Uh, also, where you should stay, Mary Ellen's food for the soul. Mary Ellen's, yes, yes, yes. I wish I could eat on it, but you know, I'm really working on this uh, hot summer bod, and I can't eat it. I just, but my issue is, is when I go in there, I don't stop. <laughs> it's the right. same thing I have the feeling when I when when people ask me they're like Strick why don't you you know why don't you play ball anymore like you know do you still hoop and I'd be like nope and they're like why and I'm like because I'm that guy that feels I got to go 100 miles an hour and my body says no 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 <laughs> my mind is telling me yes 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 and yeah so I end up hurting myself and doing more damage than you can't have that. I can't have that. No. Plain and simple. Uh, lots coming up for you on the show here today. Uh, talk some Nebraska basketball here. This first segment, some college basketball headlines as well. A couple good guests, Steve Sipple, uh, to talk Husker football and some college football uh, writ large as well. Uh, Evan Bland will talk Husker baseball at 3.30. And then in the, the 3 o'clock hour, to start it off, yesterday we talked about uh, who did you know? Who did switching teams help out? Who are the pro athletes that you know got better? Once they switch teams, we're taking a little different direction. Which pro athletes, specifically pro, looked weird in a different uniform? You associate them with one team, they switch teams. It's just it's just wrong. They look weird in a different uniform. Yeah. Uh, save those thoughts. We'll get into that in the three o'clock hour. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Text or call if you want to get into the show. Uh, the big news today on the Nebraska basketball front, Strick, Nebraska basketball adds a post, a 6'9 player. Uh, Rink Mast is his name, transfer from Bradley, uh, averaged about 14 points and eight rebounds last year, and a little bit stretchy, shot 35% from three, 74% from the free throw line. Your early thoughts on this addition for the Huskers? Well, <clears throat> one of the things is, is I mean, 6'9's got good size, good body. Um, he's not super, super athletic. Um, that was something that I was hoping that we would be able to get. I mean, um, you know, even Derek Walker and and what he brought, he wasn't super athletic. So maybe they feel that that's the, you know, a solid mold for him. But what, what I, I, I like about the young man is, um, 
he gets a couple offensive rebounds that could change though. I mean, you're looking at more size, more, you know, guys that are super athletic. He gets mm-hmm. a couple offensive rebounds a game and on average, but what what I like about him though is, you know, like you said, he can stretch the floor. Um that's one thing that, you know, right now at this point, you know, Nebraska it really you can't count on any of them having. Why Breidenbach is very inconsistent in it. I hope he gets better. Uh, Blaze has probably 15 to 17 foot range. Hasn't been able to show that at that point. Um, but to get a guy that can stretch the floor like that, that can open up, you know, with the style of play that Nebraska plays, that you know, the the, the motion with you know a lot of cutting, a lot of screening, mm-hmm. um, big man's on the outside. So those are some of the things that I do like about him. You know, average 14 points, eight rebounds. So you know, you know he's capable. But what I what I will say, the, the non athleticism is something that worries me. Okay, but. I will say I like his footwork. I got a chance to, you know, watch a little bit of his film, and he's got good footwork, meaning uh, he's very fundamentally sound. He knows how to leverage. He knows how to work off ball. He knows how to set screens and roll right and correctly. He knows how to get to the right spot. Um, His counters are are pretty solid with his footwork. He's on balance. You know, so a lot of those things Mm -hmm. that I got to see, you know, I like like that part of him. But um, so I can't say yet whether or not it's a uh, great move. But it's one for him being from the Netherlands. He, you know, definitely has uh, um, overseas European. He's, he could be that type of player, definitely. But he has aspirations to play in the league. So that's why I believe that he's staying. And the other thing that I love is that he's saying, you know, uh, it's not about NIL or anything like that. He just wants to get and see better competition and see where he stands or he fits in the midst of whatever his dreams may be at the next level. So I like that. What are some of those actions that open up for Nebraska with a big man that can stretch the floor a little bit? How does that change the offense? I mean, it. it I mean, the offense is pretty much, as far as I can see, with the teams that they got coming back, uh, with, the, with the roster that they have, um, it, it seems pretty much the same. And you can see that at an instance, um, if you're going to try to play two big men together, you know whether that be Keita and and Mast or so forth or 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 Keita and and Breidenbach, you're going to want one of those guys that can can be a stretch situation. Now look, Hunter Dickinson is that too, so sure. uh, he's a guy that can definitely stretch you out there. You 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 know to have that is of a value, but their open free flow offense is going to provide opportunities for that. But it's also going to move guys like Zach Eady and mm. the likes of them who like to stay around the paint. You saw that that was the formula for beating, um, you know, Purdue is guys that is 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 consistent. That's why Nebraska had success against them outside of um, Derek Walker being able to attack downhill. So you you've got a lot of guys that are, are spread out, but the more consistent that you can stretch them and be able to hit shots, you you, you have a better chance at guys in, in the big uh, in the Big Ten. So Mast will have two years of eligibility remaining for Nebraska. Uh, he had a medical red shirt his first season. He played three um, since he does have that COVID year available still. Uh, he's, he does have two years of eligibility. We'll see if he uses them or not. The guy he's replacing, Derek Walker, uh, gets an invitation to the, the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament. And, Strick, that's kind of a big deal. It's happened to a few Husker players uh, recently. Uh, so since 2016, it's been Javon Shields, Ty Webster, James Palmer Jr., and Alonzo Verge. And they join you. Yeah, yeah. I got a chance to go down to to Portsmouth. Now, Portsmouth is uh, 
it, it's a it's a secondary uh, offering. It's it's one um, that there are definitely scouts down there. You're gonna you're definitely gonna be seen. Uh, it's not like the combine, or it's not like um, Chicago, right? Which happens after that. But the thing is, is that they they usually will invite the top you know, four or five players out of Portsmouth and send them to Chicago to give mm. them another look. Um, unfortunately, I I was sick. Oh, shoot. It was crazy. Um, I, I was not feeling very well. And so the story of my Portsmouth, uh, t- my time at Portsmouth was not very good. But um, I was throwing up blood. Um, it, 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 was, it was the worst feeling, but I scrapped and I played my butt off like just I just hustled I knew I just didn't have everything with me during that but I just played my butt off and it was one guy his name uh was Ron Aker I I, Lord I I don't know if he's still um living but he was the um he was the head scout for the Dallas Mavericks he happened to be in the stands it wasn't anything that I did and this is why I, I tell guys about um you know the the NBA in all ways is not about how much you can score and what you can do and all of that. Sometimes it's about some tangibles. You know, do you fit? Are you are do you have heart? Do you have you know um, you know will to never give up or give in? You know, I mean, there's other things that come with it. And he saw it, and then that's where I got an offer to go to a veteran camp. And um, um, Ron Aker, that was the guy. One guy. That sought me. So there's an opportunity. It only takes one. And that's the thing, you know, you know, like even in in some short conversations with Bryce or Trey, I'm I'm telling them, like, listen, understand that you're not just playing for the team you're playing for. When you go to summer league or when you go, you're playing for 32. You know, there's other people, other teams that are also watching you. So don't ever feel that you have to. Uh, what you're looking at on a specific team. Because on that Dallas Mavericks team, I had one question, Austin. Mm-hmm. I asked him one question. I said, listen, do I have a chance to make this team? He said, we have new ownership, we have a new coach, and there's nothing guaranteed on anybody on it. Because the roster was full. Mm-hmm. At the time, you could have 12 plus 3, which you could have on the injured reserve, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. It was a way of circumventing basically being able to have extra people on the team. Mm-hmm. And so they would just say, you know, you had some type of injury and they keep you on, right? Um, Mavericks was full. So if you looked at it from that standpoint, I didn't have a chance of making the team. Mm-hmm. So Portsmouth set it up. The situation presented itself. And it was up to me to go in and and earn it and take it. And and listen, the blessing on that was Ross Perot Jr. was the owner. Um, Ross Perot Jr. was a uh, military man. My dad was a military man. They got it down to sit down so he understood the character of what he was getting. Um, he ate contracts, three of them, of almost $2 million. Then I, I don't know who does that. I don't know who just says, you know what, two million, boom, just throw it in the trash, you know, because that's what he had to do. He had to cut three guys uh, at about almost two million, like one point eight million dollars, in order to keep me. So that, so I say to those guys, go down there, scrap, scrape. No matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, you never know who's watching. 
Uh, so on Derek Walker's team, uh, a few names that we've heard before. Timmy Allen, brother of Teddy Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy Allen from Texas. Tyree Appleby had a really good year uh, two years ago for Wake Forest. Uh, Manny Bates from Butler. Uh, and Dane Goodwin from Notre Dame are the other, I think, notable names. These things, Strick, it worries me for, for Derek Walker's sake that he's a post. I feel like in these showcase events, guards want to get their shots up a lot of times. Yeah. How does Derek Walker stand out? And, and see, and that's the thing that most guards don't understand, especially at a Portsmouth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not Allen Iverson. You're not Kobe Bryant, right? If you, if you were, you wouldn't be here. Right. So you're going down there to basically show how you can fit mm-hmm. amongst an organization or a team, not what you can do because you're not going to be able to go into no team onto any team and you're going to get 20 shots a game. It's not going to happen unless injuries happen. There's like a whole treasure trove of things that have to happen for in order for that to even, you know, be in the hemisphere of you getting a chance to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the more that you can play winning type of basketball is what they're looking for. So Derek Walker, I think he has to show that he can he can shoot the ball. He's undersized, or he's got to be super Draymond Green type defense in order to show that there's some value. You got to find some intrinsic value to what that what a team would be able to need and be able to fit you into. You got to be able to shoot either well. You've got to be able to distribute off the chain, or you got to be able to be a defensive juggernaut. And that's what what's one of the things that helped me. Is there like an interview portion where you sit down with any teams at Portsmouth, or is it just the scouts that are there might come up have a conversation? Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's this kind of guy. The scouts will come up, introduce themselves. You know, hey, we'll be in touch, or you know, hey, we'll be talking to your agent, or blah blah blah. You know, stuff like that. They'll introduce themselves. So I feel like that's a spot where Derek Walker could really shine, is if he gets a chance to sit down with teams and talk him through, you know, his journey really starting at Tennessee through Nebraska to not playing the first part of this year and then to being such an integral part of the team, despite, like we've talked about a lot of times, just how many skilled big men there were in the Big Ten. Derek Walker made some of them look silly. Yeah, yeah, and but that's the thing. I mean, the league is so much, is so much different. There's guys mm-hmm. that their timing, their blocks, you're just not going to be able to do that in the same manner that you, you've done it um, at the college level. Because guys are just super athletic, um, fast, speed, all of that stuff changes, and guys can move their feet. So if you're not like, you know, really skilled at being able to create space or opportunity, or you know, he can come in and just be a great screen setter. But I, I still think in the way that the league is built today, you've got to be able to shoot a little bit. Now, now you ain't got to be like a freaking dead eye three point. That helps. That helps your longevity, but you you got to be able to shoot a little bit, and you know you know I know that drumstick uh, on the text line you know threw something out to me. You know he says, uh, "Hey, strict thoughts on Zion." Um, I, I, I very disappointed um, in the way that his his life and career is going at this point. Not his life, you, you know, he's probably mm-hmm. having a great life, uh, but his career. Um, he he. Uh, <laughs> There's so many things that he needs to do, and I just don't know if he has the heart to do it. Hmm. I think he, you know, he could be a limelight type of guy. Um, only the next few years coming 
forth, we'll be able to show what he's going to be. But yeah, man, Portsmouth is going to be fun. Hopefully, you know, um, you, you, what you all you really want is just to continue to progress and move on. You want to be able to go next step to any of the summer leagues, whether it be in Orlando, Utah, or out in uh, uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have it in L.A., but it's not, I don't think it's no longer in L.A., but in Vegas, Utah, and Orlando, you just want to be able to go on and keep showing and keep showing. <laughs> and the more that you keep showing, and then, and then you want to get to camp, you get to camp. Sometimes camp in camp, your body it is what you're going to be. Uh, but then if you you get to the G League and then you start to develop and work on those areas that you have deficiency, de- deficiencies in or that they don't have expectation of you doing very well. And once you show improve there, then you may be able to step to another level. I still think that G League route would help like a Derek Walker for overseas mm-hmm. uh, because overseas, they definitely have stretchers. Sure. Not stretchers you lay on, but stretch shooters. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those are some college basketball thoughts. And uh, Portsmouth Invitational, congrats again to Derek Walker for being invited out for that. Uh, we're Where's start- Greasel? No Greasel? Not invited. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I know. Another guy that, you know, could make a living overseas. I Big body did. type of point guard. Yeah, I think I think over in Germany, I think in Australia, I think there's there's a few places definitely for him he can go. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe we'll follow up with Sam at some Still point. Still got to shoot. You got to shoot. Got to shoot. He does. <laughs> He does. Again, college basketball thoughts here on the block. We're going to change the conversation to college football. Steve Sipple of early break with Sip and Jake. We'll talk some Husker football, talk some Big Ten football as well. New commissioner officially named today. I won't start till maybe we'll get Sip's thoughts on that and more when we get back.